0: Good morning Hope Church, it's really good to be with you, let's start this morning with a word of prayer, Father thank you, help us today, speak to us today, we thank you for your word, Lord we pray that you would enrich us today, encourage and build us up today, Lord help us to be those that you've called to be effective in your kingdom, Lord we bless you and we thank you for your word and we ask that you would speak to us in Jesus name, Amen. Well, I had intended to start a series on Galatians this week. However, as I was preparing, I felt God say something different for this week. Um, I've been pondering this idea about stirring ourselves up. What does that mean? Well, it springs from an idea uh, that I had while I was praying. I tend to go for a walk in the mornings. Uh, and as i walk i spend a portion of that time speaking in tongues or praying in tongues and sometimes my speaking in tongues just feels like an activity there are other times however when i feel stirred up in myself and then the praying is different there's more focus there's more passion there's more energy as I'm praying. My volume gets louder. And at the end of that kind of praying, I feel like something has occurred. I've achieved something in God. And yet without that stirring, it would not have occurred. And it reminded me of a scripture in Isaiah. It's Isaiah 65 and verse 7. There is no one who calls on the name of the Lord, who stirs himself up to take hold of you, For you have hidden your face from us and have consumed us because of your iniquities. It's this idea that we need to stir ourselves up. This word stir means to agitate or to rouse up. It's the idea of stirring up fire embers and getting them into a blazing roar. Now, the indictment here in Isaiah is that people don't stir themselves up, and the onus is that we stir ourselves up, that God doesn't stir us up. We do, however, find in the Bible that God does it. God stirs himself up. In Isaiah 42 and verse 13, The Lord goes out like a mighty man, like a man of war, he stirs up his zeal. He cries out, he shouts aloud, he shows himself mighty against his foes. You get this idea that God is shouting, uh, that God is crying out, he's stirring up his zeal. It's probably like the modern image of boxers when they face off with one another and they stir themselves up, or maybe football supporters who stir themselves up. And there's a funny thing about stirring yourself up, that when you stir yourself up, it gives you energy and it strengthens you, but it also gives other people energy and it stirs them up. It strengthens other people. Have you ever been in a prayer meeting and someone else's prayer has stirred you up? You were sitting there quiet and silent and all of a sudden you are bursting to pray because someone's prayer has stirred you up. And this is the idea that I'm getting to. It's about rousing ourselves to actions, about blowing the embers on ourselves to become a roaring blaze and getting going. So often we're waiting for God to do it. And yet in daily life, we need to do it. Now, there are activities that we do in our homes that we have to stir ourselves up for. Perhaps you remember a job around the house that you said you would do and you don't really want to do it. How do you overcome that lethargy? You stir yourself up. You speak to yourself. You say, come on, let's get this thing done. Let's get up now. Let's get it done. Maybe you've had that over this holiday period. Uh, Or perhaps your wife or your husband has stirred you up. They've said to you, come on, let's get this thing done. This job needs doing. And in preaching this morning, I want to stir you up. I want you to speak to yourself. I want you to get up in the morning and to motivate yourself in God, to be active in God, to stir yourself up. You know, this year we can do so many things in God. A stirred up group of people have such a potential. And this year can be an amazing year if we begin to stir ourselves up in God. Now, I want to lay that as a foundation of what I'm saying next. You know, here at the beginning of this year, where are we headed? What are we looking to achieve? Last week, I spoke a bit about setting goals. Uh, I want us to ask ourselves what we want the end of this year to be like. Why? Because I want something for us to aim for, something to plan for, something that we can encourage other people in and something that we can help each other to achieve. Now, this foundation of stirring ourselves up needs to be there about the next thing that I feel God is saying. I've spent some time praying and out of it, I felt God lead me to a scripture. This scripture is in Jude and it's Jude, verse 17 to 23. Let me read it to you. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, In the last times there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. to others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. I really felt God wants this scripture to be our focus for 2021. I felt God stir me up with these verses and I want to stir you up over these verses. I'd like to be able to focus on them and see what we can achieve through what God is saying this year and it'll be something that helps us to measure, at the end of the year, what we have achieved in God. So let's look at these verses a little more closely. Jude was James's brother, and that is also mentioned in Galatians 1 and verse 19. Jude is a really short letter. There are no chapters, just verse numbers in there. And the whole letter was written to those in the church to help them to understand that there were people trying to pervert God's grace. They were trying to encourage people to live immoral lives. We find this in Jude 4 where it says, For certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only master, the Lord Jesus Christ. And this short section, there are three areas I want to look at. There is a warning, verses 17 to 19. There is an encouragement, verse 20 to 21. And there is a task to be done, verses 22 to 23. We start with the warning, verse 19 to 21. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last days, uh, sorry, in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. Jude encourages the believers to think back. He wants them to remember what had the apostles taught them. What had they said? And the apostles had prophesied that things would happen. And Jude states that the apostles prophesied that scoffers would come. Now, scoffer is not a very modern word, but a scoffer is essentially a mocker, somebody who mocks, someone who jeers, mocks, or treats something with contempt or calls it out in derision. The church was being warned to expect such kind of people to come and to try and pervert God's grace. These mockers would deride those and make fun of them who don't agree with their immoral lifestyle. These mockers, we are told, follow their own ungodly passions. And these passions are cravings that have displaced a person's affection for God. These are not just any cravings, but evil cravings that are disobedient and sinful in God's sight. And these people will come and they will try to exert pressure through ridicule, through derision, through mockery. They want us to abandon our holy lifestyle that is pleasing to God. It says about these people that they are worldly, we are told by Jude. That these people are controlled by their sinful and earthly nature. They're not able to control their natural passions, nor do they want to, but they want to let those passions run free. And they come into the church and they want to destroy the holy lifestyle because they don't like holy people, because holy people make them feel guilty. They want the church to stop being holy. And so what do they do? They try to bring division in. They allow Satan to use them as a tool for division. These are worldly people because they do not possess God's Holy Spirit. And these verses are given to us as a warning. And we need to heed that warning. There's been much said over the last year on the internet by supposed Christians and churches that is not truth. We need to hear the warning. We don't live in fear, but we are warned by it, we prepare ourselves, we are on guard and we remain watchful, and it reminds us of what Jesus said. In Matthew 25 verse 13, Jesus said, Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day and the hour. Now this is to do with keeping watch for when Jesus returns, but that also includes keeping watch over all of the deception and the false prophets who will come and try to mislead us. This warning is a warning for us to be watchful in 2021. I believe we need to be really careful. Don't believe everything you hear. There's lots of misinformation going around. Stick close to Scripture and the Holy Spirit. This leads us on to the second point, which is an encouragement. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. How can we best heed the warning? Well, we can do it by guarding against it. How do we do that? Well, this encouragement gives us the answer. He tells us to build ourselves up. How? In our most holy faith encourage one another. What a great thing to be able to encourage one another. Who have you encouraged today? Why not make it a point this year to encourage at least one person each day? So how do we build ourselves up? Well, the term is used about our faith being holy. Holy means that we are set apart for God. We recognise that we belong to God and this means that we live a holy and a pure life. Whereas the scoffer, the mocker, revels in their unholy passions, we focus on Jesus Christ. Our faith is always in Jesus. We believe his promises, his commands. We trust in him. And no matter what others say to us, we trust in Jesus. The devil will always try to tempt us as he did with Adam and Eve in the garden. But notice how in this scripture Jude says, build each other up we're not in a solo faith it's not about us hiding in our prayer closet it's about us helping one another to this end God if you read through Romans and Corinthians he's given us a whole number of spiritual gifts and they are there that we can build each other up listen to what we're told in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 26 what then shall we say brothers and sisters When you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. And so it's really important for us that we encourage each other. Now, we have small groups in Hope Church that do that. If you're not part of one, uh, let me know, contact me and we will add you into one of those groups. Jude tells us to build each other up. Use your spiritual gift to encourage other believers. Yes, there is a context of a meeting, but we can't do that right now, but we can do it online. And so I want to encourage you, call people up, stir one another up, sing a hymn or a song, give a word of instruction or encouragement in God. And then Jude says, pray in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us he shows us how to pray he helps us in our praying we're told in Romans 8 26 in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. so he helps us we become effective in our praying and Jude moves on to tell us to keep ourselves in the love of God we do this through faith and trust and obedience. This calls for patience, this calls for endurance as Jude highlights, and we need to wait for the fulfilment of Jesus' promises. And the end of this patience leads to eternal life. The last section is about completing a task. This is verses 22 to 23. And have mercy on those who doubt, save others by snatching them out of the fire, to others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. You know, this focus on this third section is outward. It's a focus to do with fulfilling the great commission that Jesus gave us. We are to have mercy. On whom? On those who doubt. Those who are not sure about the truth. We need to help them through. We've all been in that position of doubt and others have helped us, so we now help others. He goes on and he gives us this image, snatch others from the fire. The sad truth is that those who are perishing, we are to snatch from the flames. We know that an eternity without Christ is an eternity in hell. And we are to do everything within our power to pull them out of the flames. But even here, there is a caution given by Jude. He says, be careful. Sin is a dangerous thing. Don't let it entice you. Don't be attracted by its flames. Don't let it pull you into the fire. We need that continual trust in Jesus, that reliance on the Holy Spirit to help us through. And so here we have three focuses out of that scripture. I believe God wants us to focus on them and I'll be saying more about them throughout the year, but I wanted you to kind of have that as something to aim for this year. The first one is this, it's about avoiding people who mock it's about being on guard it's about heeding the warning that there are wolves in sheep's clothing and not everything that is being said on video on the internet on television um, not everything is truth stick close to the holy spirit stick close to scripture keep a hold of people you know who are godly people and invest in them Keep away from people who are divisive. So the first thing is just to be on your guard in 2021. The second thing is build others up. God has given you spiritual gifts to build me up. I have spiritual gifts to build you up. We each have different gifts to build one another up. And I'm so looking forward to when we can finally gather back together physically that we can begin to do that. We can build one another up. And so in whatever way you can, get involved. Get involved with people, chat to them on Zoom, chat to them through online media get involved in a small group that we run talk to people call and speak with them build them up use your spiritual gift to build them up and this will be one of the main focuses that we will have throughout the year and that moves us on to the last one about making disciples This is about leading people to salvation. Now there's a a change here. You know, normally people would think, oh, we can't do that. We don't have our building to have meetings in. Let me tell you, you don't need a building. Where you are in your home, in your workplace is enough. And what is the challenge of God? It is snatch them from the fire. Act in mercy, let your life be a witness to the grace of God, if we are living that holy life before God, if we are daily praying and fellowshipping with God and reading his word, our lives will be a testimony. God will bring people to us and we can lead them to Jesus. We can snatch them from the fire and lead them through to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let me finish by reading the end of Jude's letter. It's an amazing praise Him to God. This is what he says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Saviour, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion and authority before all time, now and forever. God has a plan for your life this year. He has a plan for Hope Church this year. We are having a fallow year. And let me tell you something, a fallow year is not a wasted year. A fallow year is leaving things shut, not planting so that in the year that follows, we have even more fruit. And when we do reopen, we are not destroyed. We are not that discouraged or disheartened. But God has been sharpening our vision. I'll share more as the months go on. But God has been sharpening our vision as a leadership. He has been inspiring and encouraging us. And we will share more as we move forward. But I want to encourage you. I want you to be stirred up God has a plan for you this year, it is a plan to be aware the devil is about, it is a plan that means encourage, build one another up, it is a plan that we snatch people from the fire, that we save them from the hell that is their future and that they have a new future and eternity with God and fellowship with Jesus and so be blessed this morning and live and walk in the great joy of God. Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you. I thank you that we can walk through this year together with a definitive plan and purpose. And I pray that you would help us to be watchful people for the deception, for the false prophets, for the lies that come, and that you would help us to discern uh, the truth from the lies. Give us that gift of discernings of spirits to know whether something is from you or whether it is from Satan. Lord help us this year to build each other up, help us to encourage those that we speak to, give us a focus of encouragement and building up and Father finally help us to see those around us, those who are dangling uh, over the flames that you want us to snatch away from the fire that is to come. Lord help us to understand that we can do all things in Christ give us the confidence Lord Jesus that we can do and lead people into a saving knowledge of Jesus and so Lord we commend ourselves to you today we commend ourselves to you this year and say Lord would you use us and move through us and that this would be the greatest year that we have yet to have in Jesus name Amen God bless you my friends talk to you soon